So, of course, we're continuing our, our playlist uh, sermon series where our congregation voted on kind of some top songs in, in some different categories so that we as a congregation could just kind of take a look at them. And keeping with the truth that, uh, you know, all truth is God's truth, as Pastor John and Todd mentioned us, to us back in week one, as uh, Clement of Alexandria said so long ago, that, you know, there's something we can learn from the world around us about the love of God, about his character, about his nature, about who he is about his love for us. And if we put the filter of faith on our ears, then we can hear those songs and those tunes being sung all around us. And so tonight we come to our third installment, which is kind of the classic rock uh, category uh, with the 1983 hit ballad from Journey, uh, Faithfully. So many of us know the words to this. We sing along in the car. Uh, I sometimes have the classic rock station on in my truck now, uh, more of a sports radio guy, but my 10-year-old son keeps getting in my truck and say, Dad, can we listen to classic rock? And so I, I put it on and, you know, there's that stuff I grew up listening to and then disappointingly, there's that stuff that uh, was new when I was in high school that <laughs> heard a Nirvana song on the classic rock station yesterday, and that's throwing me for a little bit of, loop, of a loop. But that's a different sermon or a different therapy session. I'm not sure yet which. But, you know, this song has something to teach us. The words, uh, this journey of this uh, band that's going out on the road, that's going away from home. That, that's making a commitment to be faithful to those that they've left back home and endure the, the hard, long miles of the road. If, you know, it sounds glamorous, you know, to go hit the road and be in a different city every night. And yet if you've ever had that kind of job, like many in our community have, that requires a lot of travel, you know what that feels like. It's exciting a little bit at the, on the front end, get to see new things and new people every day and, you know, maybe stay in a different city every night. Uh, and, and, and soak in some new experiences, and yet being away from home begins to weigh on the soul. It begins to feel heavy. And there's some questions in life that come up out of the midst of that. And you know, even the name of the band tonight, aside from their wonderful hair, if they didn't flash the picture up there yet, um, has something to teach us. Journey. You see, life isn't about just one small little moment. It's about the long journey for, that we all have ahead of us and God's presence with us on that. Dallas Willard, one of the, the more well-known Christian writers of our day, he has a book on discipleship that he titled, uh, A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. It's a really good way of describing discipleship. It's a really good way for us to think about what faithfulness looks like in our own lives. Because you see, it's that one little step at a time kind of journey of being faithful one step at a time that really matters, that really counts. And when we get into that mindset, we begin to see that, you know, life isn't about a series of transactions that we make with those around us. Life is about a series of relationships with those around us. See, life is, it's important to, you know, believe the right thing. It's, it's important to live rightly and make the right decisions and be faithful in that. But it's also really important for us to take care of those around us faithfully, day in and day out, and be in it for the long haul. So as we turn to our scripture tonight, I'm going to invite us to turn to the prophet Daniel, uh, the third chapter. It's a story that many of you are going to know well. We'll be in the 16th through 18th verses, but we'll kind of set it up a little bit. While the book is named Daniel, we're actually looking at the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego tonight. Uh, the title character is, is kind of off the scene here in chapter 3. 
But we've been introduced to these three young men. They've proven themselves faithful. They've been placed into places of authority by Nebuchadnezzar, the, the king of Babylon, where they're strangers in a foreign land. They've risen through the ranks. They've been given opportunities. And yet here in chapter three, while they're trying to be faithful to who they are, to serve faithfully the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, their fathers, the foreign king says, hey, listen, I've got this statue over here that I want everybody to worship, big 60 foot tall statue. And everybody in the empire is supposed to come around and pay tribute and worship and bow before this. And word gets around that these three young Jewish men aren't gonna do that. And so some of the other kind of higher up uh, authorities, they go and they tell the king, hey, listen, these three over here, you gotta watch out for them. They're not gonna obey you. They're not gonna do what you say everybody should do. And so the king calls them in and confronts them. And, and this is where we are in our scripture tonight. Verse 16 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to present a defense to you in this matter. If our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire and out of your hand, O king, let him deliver us. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods and we will not worship the golden statue that you have set up. See, they're put in a tough spot. One of the things that have gotten them to a place of prominence and importance, along with Daniel, the four of them, mentioned by name here in the book, is, is that they, they learned to live in a way where they were pretty faithful to the king, where they've been you kind of bloom where you planted kind of thing, all right? They've been faithful. They've been pretty loyal and obedient to the king as far as they could be. But they kept their primary obedience, their primary faithfulness to the God of their people, to the God who created the heavens and the earth, to the God who called them his own, who was in covenant relationship with them. And there was a boundary that they just could not cross. They could do a lot of things that the king asked, but not this one. Because see, this one meant that they would be taking God out of the highest order, highest place in their lives and putting something or someone above it. And that was the line for them. Now, here's the thing about faithfulness, being called to it, as we all are in this place, you, me, all of us in this room, is it's pretty easy when you're at home. You know, just like the Journey song, you know, there, he's not writing about, hey, I commit to being faithful uh, while I'm at home. He's saying, no, it's, it's, it's being out on the road that makes it hard. And just like journey in the 1980s, a couple thousand years before that, these young Jewish men were kind of in that same spot. You see, they weren't in the promised land that God had promised to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, their forefathers. They weren't living in that place. This foreign power had come in and had removed them and taken them to where they just shouldn't be. They had challenges in front of them. Life was dangerous for them. They weren't, they weren't experiencing the fruit of the promises that God had made to their ancestors. See, they were away from home. And it's so much more important that we get this right in those times when we're away. And for us, spiritually speaking, you know, the church is our spiritual home now. And if we think about it and kind of look at the way our lives go, being faithful is pretty easy at church. It's easy to read the Bible here. It's, it's easy to pray with others here. 
it's easy to worship and, and think of the things of God here and think about what God might want to say to us and where God might want to lead us and how God might want to challenge us while we're here in this place. But you see, it's that commitment to being faithful while we're out there, while we're away, that I want to kind of focus on tonight. And to get us ready for that, to think about that together, me included, I want us to think on two important truths that our scripture draws to the surface for us tonight. See, if we're going to be people who are faithful, first of all, we've got to recognize that faithfulness requires preparation. You know, being faithful uh, is difficult, but it's even more difficult. If we wait until we come to a fork in the road moment in life and wait till that moment to make a decision on whether or not to do the right thing. See, it's much easier if we prepare for it. See, if being prepared to be faithful, it, it makes us more likely to be successful. Now, does it guarantee being successful? No, it doesn't. But it does put us in a position to more likely to be able to experience success. And if we don't prepare, then we pretty much are guaranteeing that we won't be successful in making the right decision, the right call at that time. See, uh, here in Daniel, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, we, we see them being faithful in chapter three, but uh, I wanna bring this up tonight that, you know, they didn't wait until chapter three to make that decision. It wasn't all of a sudden put upon them and they had a, a call to make in the heat of the moment. See, we didn't read chapter one tonight, but if you go back and you read it, you'll find that at the beginning of the story, Daniel and, and these three young men, they all commit together at the beginning of the journey to be faithful. They won't eat the meat from the king's table. Instead, they want to follow the strict dietary guidelines of, of, of the law of Moses, of the scriptures that God had given to their people. And they said, you know, even if it means that we don't get what everybody else is getting, then we're gonna follow this and we're gonna be faithful. And God showed up to be faithful in that moment too. And as we see God interacting with Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego chapter one and chapter two, we see that they have committed on the front end, not waiting until the time gets tough to make that decision because it's so much harder to make the right decision when we do that. See, preparation is important. You know, it brings to mind that, uh, that old fable that we've all heard 10,000 times. I won't, I won't recount the entire thing here tonight, but remember the grasshopper and the ant? How the, the ant, and when it was warm and sunny and nice outside and things were growing, the ant was going and day by day getting a little bit of food and taking and storing it up for the winter, for the time that they would need it most. He was faithful in that. He continued to do it. And the grasshopper would be playing nearby and and mock the ant for, for working when it was nice outside. And it said you should stop and enjoy what the world is giving us right now. And of course, as the story goes, winter comes, hard times come, and there's the ant with enough and the grasshopper without. And I love what that story teaches us, that preparation, again, is key, that preparation is important. And the question for us is, how can we prepare? How can we commit to being ready for the call to be faithful? Well, just like that ant going out and gathering a little bit of food, little by little, day by day, that's the same for us. See, we don't take big bites out of this. Instead, it's one step after another, one day after another, 
one breath after another, one prayer after another, learning to do the little things that prepare us in the big, for the big run. And I always encourage people in this when they say, well, how, how do I build this in my life? Well, read a little scripture every day if you're not already. Pray for a minute every day if you're not already. Start small. Take little steps. And over time, you'll begin to see that that grows and that becomes a bigger part of your life. And, and then when those moments come, when life brings challenge, when the storms blow in and, and those moments do come, then looking back, you'll see that God has prepared you to be faithful through that season. And it's so much better to be prepared than not. But now the, the thing is that preparation by itself simply isn't enough. Because you see, faithfulness, it also requires endurance. That's not a word I like very much, <laughs> if I'm honest with you. You know, I, I think of, I think of things that I don't like and, and pain and, and hardship when I think of endurance. And yet endurance is such a gift in our lives when we get to experience it and the benefits of it. You know, but one of the things about endurance is, is you know, it means that we don't always do what we want. Sometimes we have to do the things that we don't want to do. Just a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, if we were on high school mission trip. I know the, the video played. Now, there, there's some in the room I know who are on the trip. Anybody in here on the trip? I know. I see a few hands. I know there are some band members out there and stuff. Wonderful week in Memphis, by the way. We'll just put a plug for next year. Uh, if, if you haven't never been an adult volunteer on that, that trip, I ask you to consider it. It's a magical week of investing in the young people of our church and taking uh, the gospel out to the world. Just wonderful, wonderful. Well, this year was, I, I've gone on these trips as an adult for, for, for many years, led, led these trips in youth ministry. I, I continue to go. But this year was special for me because it was my oldest daughter's first high school mission trip. She's an incoming freshman in high school this year. So she got to graduate from the middle school trip to the high school trip. And prepping for that was just so much fun, you know, packing and talking about what the week was going to be like. And one of the things that they do every night on this trip is they have dress-up themes. And so, you know, they'll have jersey night. You know, we're sports jersey. They'll, they'll have, uh, you know, construction worker night, I think they had the, the, this, this time. I uh, saw a couple of ladies wearing mullet wigs. It was, it was quite, <laughs> quite the time. Uh, and, and one of those nights is, it was rhyming partner night. And I typically don't do these. This is not my thing, not my bag at all. And my daughter came and she said, hey dad, listen, I, uh, I need you to be my partner for the rhyming night. I need, I, I need you to dress up with me. And I was like, I, that's not my, really my thing, but you know, it's for you, I'll do it. I was like, what are you thinking? She said, well, dairy and fairy. <laughs> and, and I said, I said, honey, beautiful little Jovi, father's not gonna wear a cow costume. And that's when she said, oh no, you're not. <laughs> And she'd already made this decision with her mother ahead of time. They'd already purchased a tutu and some wings that had a little blinky lights and a little magic wand, and it was already packed. And you know what? I wore that for all of about 20 minutes because it was really humiliating, and I didn't want to do it. But just doing it for a few moments made her light up and smile. And I thought, you know what? This is just the price to pay for being a parent these days. And I'm glad she had a great time, and I'm glad that 
many of my friends took uh, humiliating pictures of me uh, in that. But it makes me think of um, those moments in life when we commit to doing things we don't want to do and commit to doing hard things. There's a really interesting gentleman I've run across here lately. His name's Lazarus Lake. Um, he's uh, kind of an old East Tennessee boy. Uh, there he is right there. What you see is what you get with him. Uh, I didn't bring a video of him, but if you picture, you can picture what he sounds like when he's talking to you, you know. And uh, he's, he's known in the ultra uh, marathon world for being someone who creates races. He's, he's created several. And there's this one that he started. He started this trend in ultra marathon running. And if you don't know what ultra marathon running is, it's, it's where people run like really long distances. I mean, way longer than I could ever do, like 100 miles, 150 miles. I mean, really outrageous stuff. These people who push their bodies to the limits. And so he's started a couple of those races that have big long tracks. You know, you take, you take the whole thing in, in one sitting pretty much. But he started this one called the Backyard Ultra, where he, he took 100 miles, divided it by 24, and got him up with 4.1667 miles. Made, so he made a loop that size, 4.1667 miles. And the, the key to this race is a new loop begins every hour on the hour. And it's not about how fast you make it around, because when you make it around, you kind of stop and rest, eat a granola bar, do whatever they do. And then the next hour comes around, and you've got to be at the starting line. And so the thing is that this is not about speed. It's not about the fastest time. This kind of race is about, can I make it to the starting line one more time than everybody else? And the way he describes the race, I, 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 I like because he says, you know what, this, this group of runners we get here, these guys and, and these ladies, they can take 4.16 miles. That's nothing to them. Absolutely nothing. A really small distance for them. But when you start to kind of stack that on itself, hour after hour after hour, and you get to like the 25th hour and you get to the 50th hour, some of these have gone 80 something hours. Um, then it gets really hard. And so the way he says, what he says about this race is, you know, it's easy until it's not. And that's how life is. A lot of the things that we're called to be faithful in, they're not necessarily the really big things in life. They're our everyday mundane things, the things that we see all the time and touch all the time, right? Like our marriages and parenting our children, being friends to those close to us being a faithful follower of Jesus day in and day out, those things that we're in regular contact with in our lives. And see, the thing is, is we can get complacent in those. They can kind of seem easy until they're not. And it requires just getting up to that starting line one more time, starting that next lap just one more time. Because having the commitment to just get up and start every single day, day after day, there's power in that, folks. It doesn't sound that big and big and bad and important, but there's really, truly a lot of power in that. Because you see, we, we just have to get up and start one more time. And remember that in the important things in life, when God calls us to have endurance and be faithful. It's not about speed. It's about getting up one more time. And Lazarus says about this race, he says, when people drop out, he said, most people, they quit, they ring the bell, not out on the course, but between their chair 
and the starting line to get up and start again. I think that's where we're most vulnerable, right? Because if we can just get going, if we can just take that next step, then a lot of times we find that there's momentum and we remember that God is with us and we're already in it, but sometimes just getting started is, is where the battle lies. Now, as we kind of draw this to a close tonight and this time where we're thinking about how God is calling us to be faithful, and I want us to all hear, being faithful is important. God requires it of us. We have to remember that we... Uh, have a choice to make here. See, faithfulness doesn't come by accident. It comes by making that commitment, by being loyal, choosing to every single day. And since we're Christians and we follow Jesus, we have to acknowledge that we cannot be faithful without him first being faithful. I can be faithful in my life only because he is faithful. You can be faithful in your life only because he first is faithful. God is the source of all faithfulness, of all loyalty. And the thing that we need to remember in our scripture tonight, I want to kind of draw us back to it, was we, we stopped reading before the end of chapter three, before it closed up. You remember how uh, the three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, how they kind of ended their, their conversation with the king. They said, you know what? We're going to be faithful. But even if not, even if God doesn't deliver us, we're still going to be faithful. We know how it ends up is they do get thrown in that furnace. They do face a tremendous challenge. It doesn't end well for them before they get in there, right? But then in the midst of the heat of that, the literal heat of that moment, they find they're not alone. There's a fourth one in the fire with them there. God is present with them is what they discover. And while they would much prefer not to be in the furnace to begin with, I'm sure, I don't know if I would have made it that far, being committed enough to actually get thrown in there. But what they find is in the midst of it, God is with them. God is giving them everything they need. And that's the same with us. I want you to hear me say that tonight. God hasn't left you alone. God hasn't abandoned you. God is with you every single step of the way, giving you the grace, giving me the grace that we need for every step after step after step, little by little making sure that we do not truly go without. And friends, remember tonight that whatever area of our life God is calling us to faithfulness in, and I do believe that he is, we can only achieve that when we lay it at his feet and say, Lord, help us. Help me to be faithful. Lord, help me to be more committed in following you. Lord, help me to be more committed as a spouse. Lord, help me to be more committed as a parent. Lord, help me to be more committed as, as in, in the business world. Help me whenever I go out into the world, away from home. Help me to always be faithful in pointing people to you. Will you pray with me tonight? God, we give you thanks. God, we give you thanks for the gift of your word. We give you thanks for the invitation and the challenge tonight to be faithful, to remember not just who we are in you, but to remember who you truly are, the one who provides us with everything we need for every step. So Lord, as we lay open our lives to you tonight, as we lay open our hearts to you tonight, help us to see, Lord. Help us to see where you're calling us to prepare. Lord, help us to see where you are calling us to endure. But mostly, Lord, help us to see 
that truly you are with us and not leaving us alone. That truly you will give us everything we need along the way because you are faithful. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss new releases. We'll have new podcasts coming out all the time. Be sure to check us out online at whiteschapelumc.com. Please download the WC Life app and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things WC.